thinking about how when I was a boy in third or fourth grade uh, I loved to talk and uh, I talked a lot in school and um, my grandfather used to tell me to give my ears a chance and uh, my teachers used to tape my mouth shut and, uh, and and stick me in the corner with my tape mouth shut with that big wide masking tape wrapped right around my head for a couple of years because <laughs> I was so disruptive in class. And uh, it occurred to me that a lot of what I'd been doing in meditation was attempting to tape my mind shut. that, you know, there's this almost constant stream of chatter, at least in my mind, I think what happened for me is I stopped, I learned the lesson of not talking in school and all that talk just went inward. And it didn't stop, it just continued silently. And so, I have a particularly talkative mind, it's talking all the time. Most people think I'm a pretty quiet person, but I'm talking all the time in my head. And I've been taught a number of methods of meditating, starting with transcendental meditation, repeating a mantra, uh, uh, learning the Jesus prayer, uh, learning to focus on the breath, always with this this notion that if thoughts came, if there were thoughts uh, intruding, always thinking of thoughts as intruding, that they were to be set aside in favor of the, the point of focus, the breath, the mantra, the prayer. Which is funny. <laughs> Which is pretty funny because, of course, it's the mind that is repeating the mantra. It's the mind that's, that's saying the prayer. It's the mind that is uh, turning aside certain thoughts in order to be able to focus on the breath or to focus on other thoughts. To create a repetitive activity. And this does create a certain kind of silence, a certain kind of quietness. And it's, it's actually quite relaxing. I often fall asleep when I practice that kind of meditation, that kind of focus on 
a on a mantra, on a particular sound, or on a particular set of words, or in a particular place. I have to admit that I found meditation on the body, focusing attention on the breath, particularly for me on the belly, just really putting all attention in the belly, in the sensations that are there, in the how the belly rises and falls with each breath, and any sensations that might be there. I, I found that very relaxing and, and quite centering in a way. And I often use that as a way of starting, of entering into a time of, of silence. I just put the attention in the belly. It's, it's, it, it brings me into the present. I, I find it helpful in that way. But even that, if it becomes the sole purpose of time spent in silence, just to repeat some a sound or repeat some words or to focus on one place. I find then that that becomes a kind of control. The mind controlling experience, the mind attempting to control itself, which is completely absurd on the face of it. Just like it's absurd for the mind to think that it can escape itself. Thoughts of, I'm sick of my thoughts, I'm sick of my what I'm thinking all the time, I'm sick of all this noise that the mind makes. I'll come up with something all the time that it's talking <laughs> about escaping itself. It is creating that which it is trying to escape which is just silly and yet it's so common in even in meditation even with people who've been meditating for a very long time 30 years in my case So this is all about trying to control experience and control thought, especially. And it's understandable because thought does get very much in the way of our direct experience of life as it is. And I'm not going to go into all of that. These are things that we can explore over the coming weeks, I hope. What I want to bring right now is the sense that there is a very different quality of silence than this attempt to create silence. This created silence, this, this silence which is an attempt to control thought, to control our experience. There's a very different silence. This silence does not need to be created because it is with us all the time. This silence is not the absence of noise. It is not the absence of thought. It is not the absence of sound. 
It is not the absence of feelings in the body. It is not the absence of experience. It's with us now and always. It's in this room. It's surrounding each of us. It's filling each of us. It's the silence out of which these words come and to which they return. But even as the words are being spoken, the silence still is. This is a very different approach to meditation than what I have been taught. I've been, I was taught to try to create silence and in that I would find something, some revelation, some enlightenment, God. This silence that I'm pointing to is something very different and it's a very different way of approaching a time of quiet or meditation or contemplation. I like the word contemplation better because it means to observe closely, to observe the thoughts, to observe the feelings, to feel them, to think the thoughts, and to observe them not to try to make them go away, not to try to control them, not to try to focus on one thing to the exclusion of everything else, but allowing all things to be as they are, including thought. Most people, when they hear that, they think, if I let my thought go, it'll go crazy. It'll talk all the time. It'll drown out all the things I want to be paying attention to. Possibly. But relatively few people have actually tried it just to let everything be as it is in you. The, the best way that I have found so far to describe what I'm talking about is we all know, I think probably in this group, what it's like to be in distress, to be grieving, to have something on our mind that we just need to say, we need to think through, and someone, a friend, shows up and listens and is present. They don't judge us, they don't give us advice, they don't 
try to challenge what we're saying. They don't try to change anything about us. They just listen and take it in. And we know what a powerful, healing, and beautiful thing it is when someone can show up for us in that way without judging us, without giving advice, being a very welcoming presence for whatever it is that we have that we need to say or feel or express. And probably in this group, we all know what it's like to be that person who shows up for another without judgment, with great attention, not like passive, just awareness, just listening, really attentive, but receptive to whatever the other person is saying or feeling or expressing without judgment, without control, without trying to change anything. And what I'm suggesting is that we can do that for ourselves. We can be both. The one who has something to say and the one who shows up to listen. So I'm suggesting that we can enter meditation or anything as the one who shows up. And that we can do this for our own thoughts, whatever the thoughts are going on in the mind, whatever anxieties might be expressing them in the body and the mind, whatever feelings might be coming through the body, whatever sounds there might be in the external environment, we can be the one who shows up with full attention and care and welcoming of that which is even thought the great enemy. And I'd invite you to find out, if you have never tried this, what happens. Because I think in the midst of that, something quite extraordinary can happen which is that there is a shift of consciousness in which you thought you were the thoughts and you thought you were the feelings and you thought you were the anxieties and you thought all of that defined you. And in this moment when you are showing up as the welcoming presence, even though the thoughts are happening and the feelings are happening and the anxieties are happening and this body is happening in all its myriad ways, you are the welcoming presence in that moment. 
you are the welcoming presence. And all of those thoughts and feelings and what the body is doing are moving through you. They come and they go. And you remain. You are the silence that remains, that never leaves. You can't wish it into existence. You can't make it go away. You can be unconscious of it, but it's still there. You can be lost in thought, lost in anxiety. It is still there. In meditation that I'm describing, all you are doing is becoming conscious of what is already there all the time. This silence, which is not a passive silence, but an active, welcoming presence. And this active, welcoming presence that doesn't judge, that doesn't try to change, that doesn't try to correct, that doesn't try to make anything go away, that welcomes and includes everything that you are. In that moment, you are the welcoming presence. And this, honestly, is a radical change. The thoughts, the feelings are like clothes that the silence puts on in order to become tangible. But the silence remains.